How y'all doing? Can you can you hear me okay on this thing? Okay. It's my first time speaking with one of these fancy mics. It's like someone's like there's like a bug on your ear or something. It feels funny. Now Tim said he, it's exciting because he'll never know what I'm about to say, and um, and I that's why I always pray God don't let me say something stupid. But I titled this uh, sermon Black and White because being a man I look at things very objectively, black and white, and that's why I like First John because First John is John when he speaks he's like this is evil this is good, you have the Holy Spirit or you don't. And it's, it's very black and white, and I'm like, I can relate with that. So I'm going to try and present it. I know there's a lot of, majority of y'all are females, but I will try to present this in a way where we all can learn something. So I'll go ahead and start off by reading it real quick so you know what we're talking about. It says, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. It says, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not, uh, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who are the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. So right off, that's pretty heavy stuff. And at face value, it's very confusing because if any of y'all were to read that and be like, anyone who sins is not a Christian? I'm not a Christian. But we've got to look a little bit deeper into that and what exactly is uh, John talking about when he speaks. So first off, the, the first verse he says, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Now, go a little deeper into that. Do you, oh, and here's another thing. Um, sometimes I forget that y'all are in middle school, so I say big words. And I want you to raise your hand and say, Luke, I didn't understand that if I say anything. You got that? Don't, don't be scared, because if, if I say something you don't understand, chances are somebody else doesn't understand it easier. So will you all be bold with me in that? Say something, because that's not very bold, just nodding. Okay, there we go. All right, so the law. Now what is it talking about? What is the law here? Well, back in the Old Testament days, um, if you were uh, an Israelite, God gave, or not Israelite, they weren't around back then, but God gave the law to Moses. Are you familiar with this, Levitical law? And basically, it was like this. You follow the law to a T, and you're safe. Okay, so that's good and all, but nobody can follow the law to the T. No one can follow it perfectly. So it says, everyone who sins breaks the law. Well, who has broken the law then? Who has sinned here? Anybody? Oh, everybody. How about that? What a dink. <laughs> so, <laughs> who has broken the law? We all have. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, there we have that everyone who sins, which is all of us, breaks the law. So therefore, we are all lawless because sin is lawlessness. So, but who has kept it? One man kept it. This is the gospel I'm telling you right now. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Romans 10.4 It says that we could not keep the law, but Jesus did 
for us. So that leads us in to what we're going to next. And that's our regeneration. That's a big word. Does anyone know what regeneration means? Yes. Gives you your health back. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. For we know, so he says, regeneration essentially, that's a, 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 a fancy word, kind of like revival. You know how we get the term revival? You know how we say we are dead to sin but made alive in Christ? We are revived like God's given us the, 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 the jaws of life or whatever, the CPR maneuver, and it, we're, we're sprung back to life. Well, regeneration is what happens when the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us and that we're growing. We're being regenerated by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says to renew your minds daily. That's the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. So Rome, or 1 John 3, 5-6 through says, but you know that He appeared so that He might take away our sins because sin is lawlessness. And now here's the good thing that He takes away our sin and then that takes away the lawlessness in us. And in Him is no sin. No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. Now you might be wondering, well, if we are living in Jesus, i.e. that is abiding, why do I keep sinning? Am I, am I not actually a Christian? Because it says, no one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. Well, I'm here to tell you that living in God is a gradual process. And that's one thing that this verse really hammered on me, is I told you all my testimony, if you all are here during the summer, that I always thought that being a Christian was about being a good person and doing the right things. But being a Christian is not a matter of being a good person or being a bad person. It's a matter of a person who is getting better. Because the Holy Spirit is inside us, regenerating us. So we may be filthy, evil, wicked human beings, but we have the Holy Spirit regenerating in us. And it says, so if the Holy Spirit is inside of us, we are regenerated. We are becoming better Christians. We are becoming more Christ-like each day. So keeps on sinning is kind of like we start off and we're wicked. Jesus saves us the regeneration process. And because uh, Jesus lives in us, we will stop sinning either when Jesus comes back or when we die, because Christ lives in us. And it says, like, if you read Corinthians, he says, when the perfect comes, the perfect love of Jesus, when that happens, the partial in us, what the wickedness that we're here for a little bit of time is going to go away. So, uh, so no one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. Because the Bible teaches us that you cannot stop sinning unless you have the Holy Spirit. So, like out there, I know it's easy for us to look on the outside and look at the people who are sinning. And I, I talked to my guys about this a while back. Is that It's easy to say, oh, that's, that person's not a Christian. They're doing such wicked things. And, and you can judge them. But the truth is, they're not going to change because they don't have the Holy Spirit. So it says right there, no one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. So if someone is not changing and doing good works, it's simple. They don't have the Holy Spirit. So if we sin daily, how are we in Him? We told, I told, uh, it, the fact is, this, this can, uh, stop sinning is a gradual process. And then Jesus said in John 15.5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And then going on to the next one, righteousness. Now, we had a, a big thing in, in our group, our, our, our small group, about what does it mean to be righteous. It says, dear children, do not... Let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. So, what does it mean to be righteous? 
And what does it mean to do right? Because you can only do right or good things if you have Jesus inside of you and Jesus working through you. So if, if we'll do right things if we are righteous because of Jesus. So what does it mean to be righteous? Does any of my 7th grade guys remember? That's okay, guys. <laughs> uh, to be righteous is to have a holy standing before God. You read the next bullet point, you would have told me that. So, but what does it mean to have a holy standing before God? The word holy means to be set apart. Well, set apart from what? To be set apart from our sins. To be set apart from our wickedness. You know how people say that when God looks on you, all He sees is Jesus, He doesn't see your sins? That's what they're talking about. So, but righteousness is not about being moral. Righteousness is about having Jesus, like I told you earlier. And we have a lot of misconceptions of what it means to be righteous. And I kind of made this. So we talked about the law earlier, right? Does anyone know what this figure is on the screen? It's a scale. And they do the, you always see that in the courthouse. Because a scale, they want justice. You know, balancing it out. So for us, we have this, I know I do at least, I don't know if all of you guys have this perceived thing of righteousness where i got to balance my good and my wicked deeds. And hopefully, God will be, God will be okay with what I'm doing there. So we'll go ahead and see things that tip the scale. For example, lust, gossip, pride, foul language. These things that, that we, we feel wicked about. And each of them, like, our sins we all handle. Guys, like, we, you can, you're looking at porn, you're in lust. Girls, when you're talking bad about each other, uh, uh, whenever each other's not around, that's gossip. And, you know, I know I've, I've heard of things reading a book, and it was making a joke out of it, but he was pretty serious about how we were, like, using prayer requests to gossip about each other. All right, you, you don't do that. And then pride. Guys, I know we're prideful. I'm a very prideful human being. I want to be the best intern here. I want to be the best. And, and then that's prideful me, and I've got to shoot myself down and saying, Luke, any good in you is the work of the Holy Spirit. And then foul language, another sin that might bring us down. All right, foul language, when the Bible talks about foul language, it's, it's not talking about naughty words. Foul language can mean a lot of things. Foul language can be talking perversely, or it can go back to, to gossip too when you're talking bad about each other. And, and guys, you guys are, uh, guys are not the, uh, girls are not the only ones guilty of gossip. I can tell you all that now. I see my guys, when one of them doesn't show up, they'll talk bad of them. Oh yeah, I'm glad so-and-so's not here. Uh, such and such and such. And I'm like, that's gossip, guys. Chill out. But, and so we have all these sins and we feel bad about them. So you might be on the lines of saying, okay, i got to balance out my wicked deeds with my good deeds. So you'll say, oh, I, I, I'll go to C groups. How about that, God? I'll do the Galveston mission trip. Uh, a 30-hour famine even. And Connect Weekend. I'll do all these churchy things to help balance out my wicked deeds. And then, and then I'll have a, a righteous standing before God. And that may be how you think. And, or maybe you're like how I was when I was your age. And I was like, come on, God, I've done all these churchy things. You can permit me some uh, promiscuity. You know, you can permit me to indulge a little bit in my sin. But that's not how it is. And this is what real righteousness is. This is what it actually is. You have Jesus uh, that is, uh, sanctifies us from our sin. And then you can pile on as many sins as you want on the other side of a scale. But Jesus still... His love conquers in His atonement. Do you all know what atonement is? Atonement? That's where, where Jesus' blood pays for our sins. So it doesn't matter. So righteousness isn't about how many or how little sins you do. It's about Jesus being in your place before God. And then, so 
this is the part where it's real black and white. It can get confusing. It says, 1 John 3.8, The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. That's some heavy stuff, y'all. It's saying, basically, it's saying, do you have the Holy Spirit or the Satanic Spirit? There is no in-between. If you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you're being regenerated. If you're not a Christian, you have the devil working inside of you. And I know we like that's a, like a heavy thing to say and it seems shocking, but it, the, the, the Bible says that those who are not born of God, the sons of God, the children of God, they are illegitimate children. Jesus is telling the Pharisees out. He's calling them. He's saying, you, father, you follow your father, the devil. I follow my father, God. So it's saying the... Uh, Sin is a result of Satan's work in us. It says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work, was to destroy all the sin in the world and reclaim it. And then here's Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 to back up what I'm saying. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, and what you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The kingdom of the air, that's the the ruler, that's Satan. Uh, The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Holy Spirit or Satanic Spirit? Sometimes it's hard to figure out because we can think we have the Holy Spirit when it could be the Satanic Spirit building up, uh, building up morality to think we're righteous. When we can be, you can do all the good things you want for the wrong reasons. And if you're doing good things for the wrong reasons, you're not doing good things. Because only God is good. In fact, in the New Testament, people, uh, uh, t- uh, people went up to Jesus and like, good teacher, and Jesus was like, why do you call me good? Only God is good because He knew that to be man was, uh, was like a, a sinful state. But Jesus was good, don't get me wrong. But I'm just trying to make a, a point there. And then, so I relate the Holy Spirit kind of like to cancer. It says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. And what it is, does, does any of you all know how cancer works? Cancer is like a, it's a unnatural mutation in your cells. It's unnatural. I want you to keep honing in on that word. And cancer is like, it's a slow, unnatural growth, and it just keeps growing, and these cells multiply and multiply, and greater and greater, and it's deadly, and it just, and, and it, the more it overtakes your body, the more sick you get. Now, now, stay with me. This is a little stretchy analogy, but I want you to, I feel like this really helps me understand it, is that the Holy Spirit is like a cancer. And you know how, you know how the, uh, we always refer to our flesh as our sinful flesh? Well, it's that cancer that's growing in us slowly and steadily, and it's killing off our sinful flesh even to death. And then whenever it's completely killed off our flesh, when we're dead, we're resurrected in the sinless bodies. And so to be, uh, when God's seed remains in you, you will stop sinning eventually, which is an encouraging thought. Because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I feel so consumed in my sin. I'm just like, God, I can't stop sinning. I want to stop, but I don't. And you read in Romans, Paul talks about this. He's like, God, God, I want to stop sinning. I don't know why I keep doing it, but I keep doing it, and I keep doing it, and I hate it. Well, this is encouraging for y'all to say, hey, if I have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop being so wicked, which I love to hear, because sometimes i got to throw up my hands and say, God, I give up. That's something that you'll learn as you get older, is that, that you got to trust God with these things. I know one thing I struggle with is, is a matter of trust, and I get frustrated because I'm like, God, I can't be a good person. I try and I try, but I can't. And because and, and, only God can change your heart. 
Don't let anyone fool you. You can only do good things because God does them through you. You can do good things and do them for prideful reasons, but that's still sin. But only God can do good in you. And so you've got to give that up to Him. So what does that look like once we've given up to the Spirit of God? Well, that's when works come in. And I want to be very clear, this was a big problem. There's been a big problem all throughout Christianity that doing works is not the thing that makes you righteous like I talked about earlier. But out of righteousness will stem works. So he says, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. So he's saying, how do you know who has the Holy Spirit and who doesn't? How do you know that? How do you know who has been born of God and are not? It's simple. You know people by their works. When you do good things for godly reasons, this is the, the right reasons I'm talking about, selfish, selfish, selfless reasons, sorry. Uh, that's how you know. So if you have been regenerated, you will show it with works. It says you'll recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? This is Jesus talking in Matthew. He's saying, you will know who's a child of God by who's doing good works. And then in Ephesians, he says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. What God prepared in advance for us to do. That right there is another heavy statement in itself when God says that uh, we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I treat the Bible as this is the gospel of Luke Donahue self-improving. No, no, no. That's not what the gospel is. The gospel is the gospel of Jesus Christ to do good works because it's not about y'all when Christ saves you. When, when the Holy Spirit's working inside you, that's not about your works. That's about the Holy Spirit working through you. So, if, so I want to challenge you guys. Look inside. Ask yourself, do I have the Holy Spirit? Because that's the mark of a Christian right there. The, the children of God. And it talks about earlier, it said God's seed is in Him. That seed is the Holy Spirit. So like I challenge you all, when you all do something good, ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to portray a, a better sense of morality so I can look more Christian? Is that why you're doing it? Because you want to improve your self-image? Is that why you do works? Because that's a tricky line. And that's easy to confuse when you do good works for the wrong reasons. I'm saying to you, anyone who does God's work is of God. But if you don't, you're of the devil. And, I, and it's, it's hard. You're battling these two fleshes. You're battling your, the Holy Spirit inside you. You're battling your sinful flesh. So I want to encourage you all to, to check yourself. Test yourself to see if you're of the faith. As, as it's in the Bible, it's written. So I'll close out with prayer, and you guys can talk about these things more in your individual groups. Um, dear God, thank you for the encouraging promise that if you are in us, that you will save us, and that you'll lead us to stop sinning. And I pray, God, we acknowledge your role in our lives and, and, and surrender what we want to do unto you, because we're not going to be able to do good works unless you're working through us. Uh, thank you for you're preserving us through your Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you for these things. Uh, I pray that you guide us into our conversation as we go into our small groups. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.